are now t- 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 tuned in to your number one radio station. This is 87.9 WKMU. Staten Island, New York. Hey everybody, this is Sky and this is 87.9 WKMU. In this Cross Discussions episode, part two, we're going right back into the Lone Gunman talk and everything JFK coming right up. No aliens this time, but uh, if you like aliens and you didn't listen to the first one, check out our connection between aliens and JFK. Thank you, everybody. So, Rob, why would anyone want to kill the president? I guess well, that's a, a broad lot of question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he had a lot of enemies back then ranging from anywhere from the mafia for one yeah the mafia helped him get into office and then he kind of turned his back on him started going after him after the mafia after they helped him get him into office oh yeah so there you have one and then you have the cia who he didn't like them having all the autonomy to do whatever they wanted he wanted a little more control over what the CIA was doing overseas and trying to disrupt, you know, because uh, JFK was all about peace. You know, he wasn't about war. Mm. So he was trying to take the more diplomatic approach to things. And you got the CIA assassinating these foreign le- foreign leaders in these countries and doing these overthrows of governments. And, you know, you have the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Um, you know, wanting to go to war all the time, and he didn't make want to that do money. That. So JFK was like a nice dude, and he, they, he was definitely a man of the but people. He also used some people. Have you heard any of these rumblings that they were killed off because of uh, the alien connection? Not because of the alien connection, but because they were all screwing each other, um, <laughs> and well, they were all married. <laughs> Well, except Marilyn. She wasn't married, but yeah. the Kennedys definitely were. Well, she, and... she was eventually. She married Joe DiMaggio, right? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, yeah. And Baseball then player. There was another oh, guy. Okay. I can't remember his name, but I think it was a playwright. Arthur Miller. I think she married him for a little while, too. See, I, I think the CIA well, did it, too, but it, it, to me, it's like, well, well, yeah, who cares if he doesn't like this or that? And he might restrict you, but you can still do what you want regardless. I like the alien aspect because I've actually saw a couple news articles that that's why because Monroe Ma- Marilyn Monroe died the same way Ruth, not uh, Ruth because she's still alive. Um, hold on, let me check my notes because it's been a while since I said her name. Uh, the 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 journalist, what's her name? Wait, hold on, can we just rewind real quick? Rewind real quick. Um, you're saying that they could have possibly killed them because they were all screwing around. Like, is that what we were just saying? That's what Rob said, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I'm. Oh, why? Why is that such a big deal? Jealousy. I guess back then it was like you had to be this like wife and. Well, if you're this big powerful son, person and you're sleeping and with this woman, and then somebody else who you think is lower than you is sleeping with the same person, it's so like, the wife got Jackie killed off Marilyn no. and J- and K- and John. Oh no, no, I don't. I don't think anybody's saying that. That's that what I'm hearing like, right um, now. <laughs> The well, wife she was off sleeping everyone. with JFK first, and you know, then he he became president, and and RFK kind of intervened. It was like, yeah, you can't sleep with him anymore, but I'll do you. <laughs> oh my god! Um, at least it's still this Kennedy. is juicy. Yes, keep going. 
yeah, <laughs> you know, so. But you also have Marilyn Monroe tied in with all these other mafioso types and Frank Sinatra and Sam Giancana and uh, all of RFK's buddies. And, you know, they thought that like, she kept this diary and they thought that maybe the Kennedys have been telling her some, you know, pillow talk, um, maybe telling her some things that they shouldn't have been telling her. So you think there's a collation between Marilyn Monroe, Jeff K., and Robert Kennedy's uh, assassinations and uh, apparent suicides? I, I don't think they're all connected in that in that aspect of it, but I think for sure uh, it didn't help any of their causes. But do you think... Lee Harvey fired the shots at Kennedy? I do not. I do not think he was the one up there. Yeah, that's what uh, we were saying. You don't think that, that he was there he was at there. all? Or... Well, he was in the building, but I don't think he was in that in the sniper's nest. Yeah. What about you? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, no, I, I just think he, at, at best, he may have been coerced into bringing that rifle into the building for whatever reason. Mm. Oh, are we talking about um, the the story where he had curtain rods he was bringing in for some reason the same morning? Oh. Yeah, he told his coworker that he had curtain rods, but he supposedly had this rifle. But the thing about the rifle is it, it was mail-ordered. So, like, back back then, you could order a rifle through the mail. Have you ever heard of Michael Groves? No. So Michael Groves is for me is one of my um weirdest deaths. He was an honor guard who was in charge of presidential uh burials and stuff like that. Uh funerals. Uh about 4 days before the uh Kennedy was dead, Michael Groves was asked to train and get his people together and start practicing. Um that weekend after the president died, he performed the, the honor guard ceremony for Kennedy. And the next day, he was home with his family, took a bite of his food, and had a heart attack and died on the table. Um, he was saying that he was told beforehand to start prepping. So they wanted to ask him, well, why would you know beforehand to start doing this? Like, you know, it wasn't like a random spot check. This was like, oh, this, oh, something's going to happen or something like that. You need to do this for us. Um, and then in my research, I actually found out that the CIA has a dart gun that they shoot people with. And the dart gun actually dissolves. The dart dissolves. And it gives a person a parent heart attack. And um, people think I'm... Heart attack gun. Yeah, and people think I'm, I'm lying about this. But this is a real gun made by the... Because they, they actually had a... Um, they had a, like a trial... And they, they showed during the trial how the gun actually worked. So they had to bring it in. So there were so many people who died of heart attacks. This kid was 27. He just came out. You know, he's, he's a military man, so he's in shape. You know, he doesn't, you know, do anything. like As far as we know, he's in perfect health. Yeah, the COVID vaccine wasn't around back then. So. Yeah, so I don't know what killed him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that one's really weird for me. And then um, Dorothy... Oh. Yeah, Dorothy Killigan. I'm so glad you brought that up. I have another one that I thought was weird, but yeah, Dorothy Killigan, Kilgallen. How do you pronounce Kill. that? She you got pronounce killed that? again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in our uh, JF, one of our JFK episodes, we were doing funny like headlines like that, like Dorothy Killigan. She was killed again. Something weird, yeah. like I don't know. 
I forget. Because yeah. she didn't she um she was like a reporter. She committed suicide. I'm using air quotes right now, but right. she committed suicide. Yeah. But, but there was, was a, a lot reporter of who interviewed with Jack Ruby, who was the guy who killed Lee Harvey Oswald, which fun fact to all our listeners is one of the first assassinations caught on camera. I mean, uh, first homicides caught on lo- on TV. Mm. Like yeah, broadcast first, on TV. First, yeah, there you go. First broadcasting of a homicide oh, Ruby. was Jack Ruby's Ruby killing yeah. Lee Ruby's Harvey Oswald. So Isn't that crazy? Like, I feel I know that I was born in the 1990s. But like to know that like all this cool stuff was happening on TV before me. This is cool stuff. <laughs> it kind of is. Did like, you see the president get shot? That's crazy. You don't see that on TV no more. You don't see that on TV no more. You don't. <laughs> no, not in this country. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. no freedom of press. Oh, speaking of no freedom press. Yo, we crazy. Do you think Dan Rathers was pressured to lie to the American people? Which, which Absolutely. One, which one's Dan Rathers again? He's a he's a um an anchor. And he's one of the three people that I think that are alive, why they haven't dropped all the JFK uh, documents, because they need everyone who was involved in any way to be dead, so there's no, like, comeback at them. Right, and that's, right, right, right. That's Dan Rathers, I think, is one of them. Mm-hmm. I think it's Ruth, Ruth, uh, what's her name? Ruth, Ruth Payne. Payne, and um, his wife's name's again? Uh, Mariana? Yeah, Marina. 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 Those three are still alive, so I think those are the three reasons why. But, but part of it is because of, yeah, I feel like I just forgot what I was saying. <laughs> um, that uh, you know, Dan Rathers wants yes. to have a bunch of people. Witnesses I think he lied. I think you, oft. Do you you also think he yeah. lied too? What do you think Anybody he lied about? Anybody that watched that Zapruder film and yes, that's what I brought up. How do you spell that? Him say what he said. Z a p r u d e. Sorry, we cut him off. Sorry, yeah. Sorry. Z a z a p r u d e r. Yeah, as a pruder. Yeah. Yeah. So he you, went. You, you, yeah, you, he watched the pruder film. Apparently, this is before it was broadcast on national television. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, not too long after it happened. But he's telling everybody in his news broadcast that the president was thrown violently forward from a shot from behind. But anybody who's ever watched that movie can see that that doesn't happen at all. He no, was his thrown hands backwards. Back. back to the left. Violently. Back into the left. Yeah. Back into the left. And yeah. he's just watched so he it. Lied. And you know, I think yeah. he was okay with lying about it because he was told that the movie was never going to surface again because Lifetime, I think, bought it. And because I yep. think they they digitally altered. There's a there's a moment I've seen. I can't find it anymore. I swear to you, I swear to everybody listening. I saw a Sabruta film a copy where a piece of the president's forehead broke off and flapped. And then when I watched yeah. it again. It didn't happen. You just saw his head slam back. So I don't know what I watched, but I swear to you, I saw this guy's little like back flap open after he got yeah. shot, and then a piece of it flew over the top of him and started going behind Wait, him. Wait, so sorry, just to uh, you know, make sure I'm following correctly. So um, if Lee Harvey Oswald shot him, it would have his head would have went back. To the left, right? No, it would have went forward. Uh, forward, yeah. because oh, the shots. The way, from oh, you're right. They turn. Yeah. So. The so why they why people are saying it's significant is when you get shot from the front, mm-hmm. um, your head sort of slams backwards because of the impact exploding through the back of your head. Right. Um, and even the doctors, you got. Let me get all the names down so I can remember. Oh, we got, so we're saying that you got Jenkins, you got Jones, um, and McClellan. They all described a gaping hole in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. But on all the autopsy photos and the pictures and the drawings, his back of his skull is completely 
connected, and there's just like a small right. hole in the back of his head. Yeah, yeah. All Wait, the doctors so... at Parkland saw this okay. big gaping wound in the back of his head. But doctors, they're professionals. No, they know what they're talking Bethesda about. Bethesda saw this. You know, the doctors are saying the shot would have been from the front. Basically, but everyone else, like they're trying to cover it up and say that it was shot. He was shot from the back. Yeah, actually, three days ago, I found out that um, a, so- uh, a Secret Service member has memoirs coming out where he said he took a bullet out of the car and put it on the stretcher. That's the new big news, yeah. Um, so it, if this guy is if is what he's saying is true, that he did, then then this bullet that's been the magic bullet the for magic all these bullet. years. I was just going to okay, talk about that actually in a second. The, and it's it supposedly created seven wounds in two people and came out looking pretty damn pristine afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A bullet hit anything. A bullet could hit paper, and it still kind of messes up a little bit. Oh wait, okay, I'm confused now. Not that much, but you know what I mean. Lee Harvey Oswald, if it was him, would have shot him from the back of the head. Up, up, uh, up, and on the right hand side, going downwards to the left. He would have been shooting from behind, yes. And it would have been going to on a little bit on the left side because the angle that he was at. So if it wasn't Lee Harvey Oswald, then who was it? It still came from the back, right? Because the guy. I'm confused now well, because there was a dude who with the magic bullet. Can we explain the magic bullet? Well, the, he just did it. It, it went through seven different pieces of yeah. the body. No, came no, no. Out. I know what the magic bullet is. I'm saying if it wasn't Lee Harvey Oswald, if it wasn't well, there, there's the a back couple. of the head to the for, you know front of the car, from the back of the car to the front of the car. Like, Rob, what, what, I mean? what do you know about Roscoe White? Well, just real quick before we move on to Roscoe White. Mm-hmm. Um, so to get back to the Secret Service agent, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. this is important. Okay. So if what he's saying is he found that bullet on the back ledge, okay, between the rear seat and the trunk, okay? Mm-hmm. So if that's where he found that bullet and then took it inside and put it on a stretcher, then that bullet went into JFK's back just a little bit. There was a There's a small wound in his upper back lower neck that, that really didn't pen, they they try to say that it penetrated all the way through to the front of his neck but if it was a shallow wound and that bullet fell out of his back mm-hmm. and it would have landed know, on, the back. on that ledge back there mm-hmm. then there is no magic bullet and that changes everything because the you know it just it just changes the entire yeah, warren commission m- and, most uh, witnesses say this whole assassination and there had to be other shooters. Yeah, most witnesses say they, they heard four shots. I, and one came yeah. from the grassy knoll. And I think if somebody's yeah, was, really going to try to assassinate the president, they would have multiple targets on him. Why would you rely on one thing? You Multiple things could happen. That person could break their legs suddenly on their way over to kill them. You know what I mean? You're going to hire more people. I guess I true. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, was that it on that point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Roscoe White, yeah. Um, that was such a I weird love transition. White. No, I'm gonna cut that out. I just wanted to make sure that there wasn't more information before I cut them off. It's a it's a weird way of being polite. I know. Could I pee really quick? Is that okay? Are you good for a pee break, bro? Just go back. Like we'll start oh, Roscoe yeah, White. We'll start with Roscoe, Roscoe White. Yo, Roscoe, I love the story of Roscoe White and his his son. Oof. Okay, cool. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I'll right, be I'm right back. I'm really sorry. Everyone listening on the podcast, we'll be back in two seconds. You'll probably cut this out, no? So now we're going back to Rob and Roscoe White. 
Roscoe White. Yeah, good old Roscoe. So, so Roscoe White was in the Marines at the same time Oswald was. He was on the same boat that went over to Japan at the same time Oswald was, but apparently they didn't know each other, but they're both from Texas, okay? Mm -hmm. And the backyard photographs that kind of incriminated Oswald because he's standing there with a rifle and these communist papers. Even though that, that, that gun was slightly different from the gun that they showed us, too, by the way. The, on the yeah, bottom of the gun, it's think... latched. And then on, the, on, the, on yeah, the, new, the new gun is actually latched on the side instead of the bottom. Exactly, yep. But Roscoe White was a photographic expert. That's what he actually did for the Dallas Police Department. He worked in the photography department. And he was hired and six months before the JFK assassination. And he left. Not even that long. Yeah, not I think it was like two long. months. And then like he left like months. six yeah. months. Did he leave like six months after the assassination too? Uh, Yeah, I think. No, I think he left in 65. So like a year and change. Just enough yeah. to keep your cover. Right. Yeah. So people kind of think that it might be Roscoe White underneath the Oswald mask in the backyard photographs just because of the way he's standing. And he has this weird bump on his arm that's in the picture. And there's also a picture of Roscoe White standing the same way as the backyard photograph, yep. which is a weird stance. Yeah, that's kind it. Of, yeah. You know, that nobody really stands that way, you know, except certain people, I guess. But it, it it's awfully weird. But the story goes, right, with Ricky White and his dad, Roscoe. Roscoe was killed in a, in a welding explosion in the early 70s. Supposedly. What the fuck? That's such well, a crazy way to go. Yeah, he, was, he, was burned, <laughs> he was burned, like, you know, really, really bad. He, he died a couple of days later in the hospital. Oh, my God. Um, his boss died as well, who was standing next to him. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, or pushed him. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently, Ricky White ended up finding this diary that, that Roscoe White had kept. Yeah, Rick, Ricky is his and, son. Yeah, Ricky. And um, apparently, the FBI came and, and, like, stole it when he wasn't home and then never gave it back. Basically said, oh, um, no, we don't have it. Well, we've never seen it before. Right. And then Roscoe White's preacher had some kind of a hymn book and he, and as Roscoe was dying in the hospital he he was writing this stuff like in the hymn book like a kill list or, or something that of these people that Roscoe White supposedly had taken care of and then he got this weird he found this weird message to go look in I can't remember if it was his grandfather's attic or something, but he ended up finding this metal container in there that had these cablegrams in it, and they were to Mandarin, which is a code name. Cablegrams are and basically the text message of the old days. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. And they, they kind of directed him to Dallas, directed him to get on the police force, and directed him to proceed with killing uh, this threat to the United States, which people interpret as being JFK. Yeah, some believe, and, people believe he's the person who was in the grassy knoll area taking shots. Yeah, and I believe Beverly mm. Oliver, the so-called babushka lady, I really don't think it was her. <laughs> yeah, but she lady. said she ran up to the top of the knoll and said she saw Roscoe White back there. But 
But, you know, I, I remember watching the films of it's because it's not just a Pruder. There's a bunch of films of the um, not oh, of yeah. the assassination, but like the before and after. And there was definitely yeah. um, a lot of running towards the grassy knoll. Like you would think yeah. and yeah. everybody was pointing towards nobody was pointing up at the building. Nobody was looking at the building like, hey, what's going on over there? Yeah. Everyone ran to the grassy knoll and like jumped over there and tried to find people. And supposedly there was officers there telling people to go away. Like, they're not supposed to be there. Yeah. yeah. I'm confused, yeah. though. If Roscoe White was a photographer, wouldn't he analyst. be there? He's a photography analyst. Like, he, he can oh, analyze photographs. I was going to say, I'm like, wouldn't Why he Why that's important is, is his story about vote? how uh, there's pictures of Oswald with the gun. Yeah. Um, he, Since he's an expert, he could have doctored them himself. Right. I'm like, oh, look, this is Oswald, you know, posing or with Or also the, how JFK was shot from the back. But they're saying evidence or, shows that it's 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 from the front, right? Wait, hold yeah, on. And the interesting thing is, they Roscoe White, his his widow, had a copy of the backyard photograph of a different pose that had ever been seen before. Hmm. Which yeah, he's talking about these. It's a crazy. Lifetime photo. I think it was Life magazine that showed it. And yeah, I see you. Don't yeah, worry, you good. Lifetime, uh, they, they put on there. They actually, Lifetime is uh, Life is actually the people who own the Subruder film too. Hmm. They're the one who mm-hmm. kept it away for the government. They bought it and then kept it under wraps for like ten years to uh, Revaldo Rivera, um, who who was like the the talk show person of the day, like you know Jerry Springer, Oprah, like he was the guy to do stories back then. Like he was investigating reporter. Um, but yeah, and they ended up having to pay the Zapruder family twenty six million dollars for that film. <laughs> Yep, and they paid them a couple times too. They kept paying them more and more because they kept returning it, taking it back. There was like some kind of problem with it, but like I, I definitely think they altered it. Um, so basically, like the Roscoe White thing is is uh, there could have been some another killer. Some people say it's the the, the um, New Orleans mafia that had sent a couple because um, I've heard I've actually found reports. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I found reports from witnesses who said. They saw Cuban-looking men in a window on the left side of the building, on the opposite side of where Lee Harvey Oswald was supposed to be taking shots. And they saw two people. And what I think that is important is because when you're doing sniper things in the field, you have a spotter. So there's a guy behind you telling you, okay, it's getting in position, this blah, blah, here it goes, take it. So it would make sense there was two people at the window taking shots. But although the, those yeah, shoots, well, those shots are too, so close anyway, but I don't know. But that's just how I see it. Yeah. Well, looking in, looking into all this stuff, I, I ran across this guy named Thomas Beckham. Have you ever heard of him? No, actually. Okay, so he was pretty much totally out of the picture for the Warren Commission investigation. They, they, he wasn't on their radar at all. Most but people weren't. When, when Garrison did his investigation in New Orleans, this guy came up. And he he was actually subpoenaed to the New Orleans grand grand jury and was questioned by Garrison, but he didn't say much then. But they tracked this guy down for the HSCA uh, investigation in the late seventies. That's the um the the, the assassination uh, court basically, right? They did a. A review of like it a was like of the House of Representatives. It was called the House Commit, the House Select Committee on Assassination. Yeah, there you go. 
and they they kind of reinvestigated everything. But they 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 tracked this guy down, right? And when they interviewed him in seventy seven or seventy eight, they gave him immunized testimony, which means no matter what you say, you're not going to get in trouble. Yeah, it's basically. So, and, for, for nowadays, the closest thing we have right now is this whistleblower, uh, Grushk, who's saying that the government has uh, UFO stuff. Before he went public with it, he was interviewed by the American government. Everything he said was approved beforehand to be allowed because you know, he's still technically part of the intelligence community. So it's like it's like the same thing where it's like, it's like um, you're allowed to say this, this, and this, but don't say this. Is, is, am I getting that yeah, right? Well, well, no, th- well, this guy could say anything he wanted, and, oh. you know, he could say he pulled the trigger and killed Kennedy, and they couldn't do a damn thing about it. So whatever he said, he could not get in trouble for. So when they interviewed him in seventy in the late 70s, he told a much different story than he did at the Garrison Grand Jury. So he, he tells of a meeting between David Ferry, G. Ray Gill, who was a prominent New Orleans lawyer, um, Fury is the other guy that was uh, Joe Pesci was playing with the bushy eyebrows. I actually yeah, had a question of, about uh, those names. Carlos Marcelo's brothers or nephews or something was there as well. For those that don't know, and... Carlos Marcelo is the New Orleans uh, Gambino. He's the boss of the um, New Orleans gangsters. Yeah, Marcelo, yep. And they 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 had Beckham take this packet to Dallas to a guy named Larry. Uh, Lawrence Howard, who was an anti-Castro, um, he wasn't a Cuban exile, but he he was a sympathizer. He was an American, but he would go on these raids to Cuba to try to kill Castro. He was a mercenary, basically. Um, and he was part of this group called Interpen that was doing all this stuff back then, like mercenary work. And a lot of these mercenary groups worked for the CIA as cutouts, you know, to do their dirty work for them so the CIA wouldn't get their hands dirty. You know what I mean? So anyway, he tells of going to Dallas, meeting this guy in a car. And so he's looking through this packet. He's like, is this it? You know, like, where, where's the rest of it? And the guy's like, I don't know. That's all they gave me. And he said it was like pictures of, of buildings, maps, shit like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And... This guy, Lawrence Howard, is connected to a couple of these other guys. And there was actually a rifle that had to have been found in Dealey Plaza, but it's it's not in any it's not in anything. You as far as You're saying there's there was another gun found at the plaza? Yeah, there had to be. Because there there was a a, a detective who owned a pawn shop in L.A., right? And Gerald Patrick Hemming and Lawrence Howard and this other guy, Lauren Hall, these these anti-Castro mercenaries, they pawned a Johnson 30-06 rifle that had a like a 30-power scope on it. You know, you could put a hole through a dime at, you know, 500 yards with this thing. It was used in the Bay of Pigs, and it was Jerry Hemming's rifle. So they pawned it. And they needed because they needed money to get back across the United States. Well, a couple months later, Lauren Hall, who is based in California, and Lawrence Howard, who's based in California, they go to the pawn shop. 
and they get this gun, this rifle, out of Hawk in October of 1963. Okay? A month before the assassination. Yeah, a month before the assassination. And they go to Dallas with a trailer load of guns and drugs uh, and all this shit. And they store it at this guy's house. And they come back and pick it up and, and then take it on to Florida, supposedly. Now, fast fast forward to the day after the assassination, November 23rd. The FBI, there's an FBI document, a report written by one of their agents in L.A. They went to this detective agency pawn shop place, right? And they started asking questions. Where is Roy Payne and where is Lauren Hall? Roy Payne sounds like they're related to Ruth Payne. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, Roy Payne worked at the pawn shop. Okay, so when this gun was in Hawk, while I was in the pawn shop, this guy, Roy Payne, this this rifle was such a badass sniper rifle, he would take it out and shoot it and play with it because it was so awesome, you know? He used Lee Harvey Oswald's name. His fucking fingerprints are all over this rifle. Lauren Hall's fingerprints are all over this rifle. And somehow, the day after the assassination, the FBI is knocking at this guy's door asking where these guys are. How would they even know about them? They had to find the rifle in Dealey Plaza. Oh. And one of the guys, like Lawrence Howard, who, who you know, this guy had taken all this stuff to, one of his buddies from California had told him that the FBI had found this rifle behind the grassy knoll fence the day of the assassination. So someone and they fingerprinted it and and traced it back to Howard. LA. Yeah, that's crazy. I've never not heard in about any that. of the other reports at all. Yeah, I've never heard anything come up like any that. Yeah, time. So I I like to try to do as deep dive as I can, and you know. I'd like to think that I was pretty good at this stuff, but like, yeah, I've never. <laughs> yeah, apparently well, not. <laughs> well, there's a lot of stuff that's supposed to be hidden. Like, it's not supposed to be known. Yeah, of course. And, yeah, and then going through a, a whole porn shop, and like, there's like a paper trail, and like someone who worked at the porn shop is. I'm I'm assuming that 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 person is related to uh, Ruth, right? Uh, no, Robert Payne. Spelled Payno. the name different. They spelled the name oh, different. His name just was just a to throw us off our tracks. I want to talk a little bit about Ruby, if you don't mind. Um, yeah. Because I feel like he was much more involved than people think. Um, do you believe, because there's some, there's some anecdotal evidence, anecdotal, how do you say that word? Anecdotal? Anecdotal? I, I have a speech <laughs> impediment. He put a Spanish accent on it. <laughs> Um, there's some. There's this some, is Jack Ruby, right? Yeah. The man who, who killed, killed Lee. Lee Harvey Oswald, the first homicide to ever you be broadcasted. The Sorry, the first homicide to ever be broadcasted, right? Yeah. <laughs> so basically, you did. It I'm again. really sorry. Hold on a second, Hold guys. On, Let this. me readjust. Let me yeah. readjust. And then move this wire above it so you don't keep bumping it. So basically, with Ruby, there's some evidence that he was actually there at the assassination. There's a there's a picture that shows somebody that looks sort of like him, but the theory that the thing goes that he supposedly told like a friend that, hey, come down with the Delancey Plaza with me. You're gonna see some fireworks, <laughs> and so he went down there to watch the assassination. 
Yeah, there's definitely a document that, that states that for sure. But you have this guy freaking everywhere he was seen. Literally so everywhere. So he was supposedly in, in the newspaper office, the Dallas Morning News, looking out the window. Then you have him down on the corner of Main Street, like you said, with another guy because he wanted to watch the fireworks. Then you have him supposedly caught in some photographs in front of the book depository where he allegedly gave Oswald a pistol. Which he why, was also why would he need a supposedly pistol? At, at Parkland Hospital, not too long after that, okay, where he was seen by Seth Cantor, who was a who was a another reporter, a Dallas reporter. Yeah, I heard. God, he saw yeah, him. I heard someone say they saw Ruby down there too. And That's then crazy. He supposedly, was in the theater. There's witnesses that put Jack Ruby in the theater with Oswald when he got arrested. Did Are you... all these witnesses Roscoe? Because <laughs> it <laughs> no. sounds like Would... he's out here taking professional photos. Did you also so, did you see the pictures of Ro- um not Roscoe? Now you got me saying Roscoe. <laughs> but did you see the pictures of Ruby sitting in the back of the police station um, press conference? He's actually in a group watching everything go on for hours, and then supposedly he, he was supposed to be outside. Dude, yeah. He, he was supposed to be outside. He just ran into somebody. He says, oh, I need money. He went to get money, and that's how. He's like, you know what? I'm going to kill this guy for, for the president's wife because how dare she have to go through all this pain and anguish. But he was there already, like, sitting and watching him. There's pictures of him with the press, like, sitting and waiting yeah, he was, for how he was to show up. A, a newsman. You know, he was asking questions. And, and cops knew him. In the hallways. He was and like he the big Gambino it. of the day. And the cops like, oh, hey, what's up, Ruby? Like, people knew him. And he yeah, was just walking yeah. around with immunity. That's how we got in there. People didn't care. Like, oh, it's just Ruby. He's not going to do shit. Yeah, because <laughs> he was like he a did. he was like a, the local pimp. You know, he would let the cops come in and drink for free at his bar, bang his girls, and, and whatever, you know, to be on their good side. Then let him get away with m- literally murder, <laughs> you know, being yeah. in all these places and where he shouldn't have been. And he was stalking Oswald from the moment he got arrested until he finally got, you know, two days later where he was able to get to him in the basement and shoot him in the stomach. Yeah. But he huh. was so they didn't trying really, to you know, Sorry, they didn't really have Jack Ruby in on... Sorry, excuse me. So just to follow the what we're saying is that Lee Harvey Oswald was blamed for killing the president. But nobody there's, told Jack Ruby this. So Jack actually, Ruby thinks that he's literally an assassinator. No. So Jack Ruby. No, I think I think like I think Jack one. Jack Ruby is supposed to come off as a bystander who's seen the assassination, but there's some evidence that he was even with Tibbet, which was the officer who mm-hmm. was killed by Oswald. He got shot by the yeah. Oswald. And um, that him him Tibbet and Lee Oliver Oswald got in the Rambler with. Ruth Bader, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That's not her name. What the fuck? <laughs> Ruth Bader. Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> it was her car, but allegedly there was a dark-skinned Latino driving it. There's always a dark-skinned Latino. There's always a Cuban in there, bro. Yo, when you said that, when you were like, yeah, there was these Cubans in the window, presumably Cubans, I'm like, y'all are racist. I believe Castro, because um, apparently uh, Minnesota Governor um, Jesse the Body Ventura went and talked to um, Fidel against the american government's wishes and so he asked about him and he goes no that was the cia why would i do that that's instant you're gonna take me over and destroy me from the face of the earth there's nothing i can do to stop america like yeah we stopped them to bear the pigs but if they if they threw all of their shit at us we're not gonna stop them 
So for me to kill the president is instant death. I would have nothing to do with that. And I believe that. Because it's like, why would you... You're living over there plush. You got all that money. You're fucking ruling the world. Like, why would you do, Why would you ruin that maybe killing somebody? Yeah. He wouldn't. Yeah. So then we, I want to get into... Uh, I guess the last thing for now, since we're running a little long, because we're usually a shorter one, but there's like so much good information with Jerry Curry. Um, you know about... Uh, um, what is it? MK Ultra? Yes, MK Ultra. Yeah, for those that don't know, it's a CIA uh, program that uh, used psychedelic drugs and other means to brainwash people. Mm-hmm. And the guy who ran this program was a doctor who talked to Jack Ruby the day before he was supposed to testify in court, and then all of a sudden Jack Ruby went crazy. Yeah, Doctor Jolly West is who you're talking about. Do you think and, the CIA um, used MK Ultra and the drugs against him to break him down? Absolutely, because he was seeing all kinds of crazy shit. He was banging his head, you know, on the yeah, wall. Yeah, the Jewish guys, the Jewish people are killing my brother. Jews, Jews dying in fires of hell and all this other shit. And yeah, I definitely think. And you know, no, they sent this guy in there to fuck with him. Yeah, because no one else was allowed to talk to him. No one else was allowed. Why, so why is this CIA operative allowed to speak to him like, oh, well, I'm on his behalf? And then while in the conversation with this guy, Jack Ruby goes crazy, and he's unfit to sit, stand trial. But he right the day before right. this all happened, he told people, like, the truth is going to come out. I'm finally going to be able to tell you because I can't deal with this no more. Unless I'm mistaken, but that's basically what he said, right? Yeah, pretty much. And and this guy, Jolly West, he went on to talk to Searhan Searhan. You might know some of these people. Sirhan, yeah, Sirhan Searhan was the killer of um his brother. Charles Manson. You heard of him? Yeah. yeah. Uh, these are all people he had contact Tim- with. Timothy McVeigh. Jack Ruby. No, no, no. All right, so no, basically, the doctor, the doctor who saw Jake doctor. Ruby, he went in to, to talk to him. And right after he talked to him, he went crazy. But the doctor who saw him was running this program that used um, LSD and other drugs to break people mentally to make them say what they want them to say. So it basically looks like Jack Ruby went crazy on this and wasn't fit to stand trial. But the same doctor went on and talked, had had handed with uh, Timothy McVeigh, who who did the Oklahoma bombing, Charles Manson, who did the murders. Um, and what was that first one? Sirhan, Sirhan, though. Sirhan, Sirhan was the RPG. killer of, of his brother, Robert. But even he says he didn't do it. He's like, I, you know. No, even, he didn't do it. Even his family, like people, like uh, even JFK, uh, not JFK, the, uh, Martin Luther King's people don't think he yeah. got killed the way. Like all these deaths are really strange. And it really points to what people don't want to understand is a new world order that the government is showing you what the, what I think. Low-key, what I think this is all about is America is worse off than Korea. Korea is controlled by a man who lets them know what the, he wants them to know. As Americans, I think we're supposed to know certain things and yeah. not question it. And I don't think the country is actually run by the way they, they, they say they is. That's why I think people have tr- problems with like Trump and stuff like that. It's because he was going against the grain. He's like, well, no, nah, I don't need your money. Yeah. I'm going to do things the way I want because yeah. I don't need you. 
And I'm not a, I'm not a we Trump fan. I know I've talked about Trump a lot and Biden a lot. You are a Trump fan. I don't we... I made money when Trump was president and I don't have money now. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> right. But I'm not a I'm a Democrat. I don't believe in everything that's It's the, weird that when Trump side. was president, we were like, F this guy, and now that he's gone, we're like Come back, give him money. I need money. Maybe he did have some good yep. ideas. I don't know. <laughs> I just think he was well, kind see, of the badass. Thing, the thing about Trump, the thing about Trump and JFK, yeah. The the common thread is they were independently wealthy yes. coming into office. Yep. They didn't right. have to rely on sucking this guy's dick <laughs> over yep. here and yeah, this yeah. guy's dick JFK, over here. JFK actually his father made his pocket. money. Sorry. JFK made you his know? money with uh, bootlegging. So JFK's yeah, father they, they made money. Booze, booze money when, when they oh, can't. Okay. Oh, we can't. It's America. We don't want to drink booze anymore. JFK's father was the one who all was right, giving booze right, to America. All right, I'll fix with that. Question: <laughs> <laughs> you, you love the booze. You get into the presidential office without being beholden to you know big pharma or some lobbyist, you know, any, anything else like this, then they have no leverage over you as yeah. president. You can pretty much do what you want. I like that. It seems like a game. With, Becoming president is like a game. And well, I don't like, like that as an American citizen. <laughs> Well, you like it when yeah, Trump well, like, when Trump is a, play, a player, right? Because no, no, I don't. I don't necessarily like Trump. I just like some of the things. It, life was a little easier for me. It felt. It definitely felt like Trump was giving us a piece of the pie. Yeah. Even even if he was maybe like you know has secrets or whatever. There's so many jobs we, right now. We were so like, close to a nuclear war. We it wasn't even fun. Well, who like, knows? Don't we don't know <laughs> what's going on because if if nah, we're saying it's true that, that there's this new world order, Trump. Biden, Bush, Clinton, it nobody. Who, yeah, yeah, it doesn't it matter because there's the a of section of people who are controlling everything. Yeah, and if they say, no, it's not time to blow those nukes yet, it's not time to blow those nukes yet. Yeah, or it's time that it's time. So on that note, I'm going to add some background music to end the episode. Oh, okay. Right now you don't hear it, but it's like... Um, i like to thank Rob for coming on from... Uh, actually, why don't you tell us your name? where you're from, and where we can find you. Yep, my name is Rob Clark, and I do the Lone Gummin Podcast, and I also co-host Quick Hits Podcast, a JFK News and Notes podcast with my buddy Doug Campbell. And you can listen pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. I think we got it just about everywhere, except maybe on Amazon. I don't know. I know Spotify, iTunes, you know, all that jazz. All the good ones. That's crazy. I think about all the stuff we even talked about today. And so I know that you have, because you have like a thousand episodes, right? I think that was like a thousand and change. You up to? No, not, not, no, no. I'm up to 250 on the Lone Gummin. And we're up to like 50 on Quick Hits. That's so still a lot. Okay. That's we're, still Honestly, a lot. we're definitely going to tune in. I, you know, we love the JFK's like you know uh, rabbit hole, <laughs> and I, I love rabbit holes that... in general. Yeah, I think we, what we do basically do is, uh, is I said it last time and I liked it. We're weird and wonderful people talking about weird and wonderful things. I think we call it strange and wonderful. Um, so right. we really appreciate you coming on. Um, September is uh, Suicide Prevention Month, mm-hmm. so um, you know if you really need to talk to somebody, talk to somebody. Please talk to somebody. Your, your family, your friends, uh, you even got like people you can chat. They have texts, you know. And honestly, with the way uh, ChatGPT is going nowadays, if you're really feeling frustrated and you don't want anybody <laughs> to know what you're thinking, talk to that motherfucker. That's kind of sad. Forever. That's kind of sad, though. I don't know. Well, yeah, maybe I shouldn't friend. judge. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you need a friend, yeah. you need a friend. Talk to like, 
ChatGPT. Name it Bob. We'll name it Bob. Talk to ChatGPT or come talk to us at What Keeps Me Up Nightly SI. What Keeps Me Up SI on Twitter. Sorry. What Keeps Me Up SI on Twitter. What Keeps Me Up Nightly. What Keeps Me Up Nightly. TikTok. On TikTok. And, and then uh, Blue Sky on Facebook, but it's B L U E. Even though you I'm hate that. I'm probably going to make a way another. I like new It makes you unique. Oh. I want to take over Evidence Room, actually. I want Evidence Room. You want to go back to Evidence back Room? In the rotation. You wanna... I have way more friends on Evidence Room. Yeah, they were all spammers and nah. people. Like, <laughs> Not want, all of them. They want me to look at booty pics, man. I know. I'm good. <laughs> so uh, Sky was taking over the Facebook page for a while, and then he just never bothered. I added everybody. I just anything. added everybody because I wanted followers. So there's like, yeah, there's like a lot of weight loss, like spammers and stuff. Two thousand so people stupid. we got following us on Evidence Room, but they're all fucking five dollars sunglasses. Yeah, yeah it's so stupid. But uh, thank you again, Rob, for showing up. Yeah, uh, this was a lot of fun. It's my pleasure. I, I was excited people, when yeah. I, when I heard we were going to talk about JFK. I was so excited. Yeah, Blue it was, was upset because like really last the last episode we did was with Paranormal, and uh, oh, couldn't we couldn't figure. Yeah, it. we couldn't figure out how she can hear. We had to. We, we actually got two headphones right now so she can hear you guys. I bought. Yeah, I bought a three dollar pair of headphones. I mean, it sounds like crap, but it works. Yeah. And whatever works. You know. Yeah. yeah. And we, as, we're definitely big on like uh, using what you can. To do, you know, do what you can oh, with what you have. I thought that was a fat joke. I was like, damn, baby. No, <laughs> it's just like you know, you there's a you have a million excuses not to do something. Just do what you can with what you got, and that's what we. That's do fair. Out here at eighty-seven point nine WKMU yeah. Radio, and that is always. <laughs> Please check on your friends, guys. Always and check on yourself, and we love you. And everyone deserves love, even you. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Good night.